Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Anime Podcast. It is May 16th, 2004, and today is the eve of the release of Episode 7 for Gundam Unicorn, the long-awaited finale to this awesome OVA which got me into Gundam. Uh, I'm really excited, and uh, I mean, naturally, I've been waiting for it. I know that... uh, there is already out there like a version with Chinese subtitles that you can stream I'm not gonna watch that cuz it's not gonna be as nice and uh... you know and I'll just wait till tomorrow until we get a release on the Xbox Marketplace and PlayStation Network so I'm pretty pumped anyways I ain't really got that much for y'all today. I made a promo, and I guess I'll probably start asking all the podcasters out there to play my promo and stuff. Even though that's like not even a thing that podcasters really do anymore. If they do, I don't know. I feel like everyone just sort of knows what they're listening to now, and I don't know. I guess we're sort of established. But, uh, whatever. I made a pretty badass promo. Pretty proud of it. And I think I got a little funny story today that I just found out a couple minutes ago. So, I guess to give a little background to what I'm about to tell you is um, back uh, a couple months ago. Uh, Andy and I were dicking around on the internet, and Andy came up with literally the greatest idea ever. So my anime list, if y'all know the site, it's a it's a site. I don't really get on it that much, but um, my anime list on that website. There are reviews for shows, and naturally it's meant to be a sort of catalog of anime. And, um, it's, you know, it, it's, I guess, I don't, I don't know how popular it is anymore. I think it's sort of gone down in popularity. I could be wrong, but I do remember it being like the sort of cool thing a while ago. But, um, Users can rate shows, and you can go in and look in people's catalogs, and you can write reviews for shows. Andy came up with the greatest idea ever, and um, he found the worst anime, Magical Moe, and basically copied and pasted a Roger Ebert review of... Um, <laughs> of uh, what's that movie? What's that movie? Oh, Citizen Kane. Yes, Citizen Kane. And after that whole thing, I started doing the same thing. And I did a similar thing with other Robert Ebert movies for four other animes, and they were all pretty amazing and actually more put together than Andy's stuff. Um, 
Yeah. So, couple of days ago, I mean, when I say a couple of days ago, last month, um, the twentieth and the twenty-first, uh, motherfuckers figured out what I did, and they pulled it down. I mean, I guess people figured out what I was doing before, but they actually, I guess, applied some rules that I didn't know existed because I didn't read the rules. Because why would anyone do that? And it's pretty funny, and I sort of want to read to you uh, these messages that I got from this dude called Peon, or maybe Lady, whatever, I guess it's some moderator at the site, but, uh, Review Removed, that's the title of the message, and uh, here's the message content. Hello, courtiers, I gotta say, y'all remember courtiers? I used to use that all the time, I still use that on the... Dave and Joel, Fast Karate for the Gentleman forums, which is the only forum that I get on anymore. Shout out to them. But, uh, yeah. To read the message. I'm sorry to inform you that your review has been found to pose a violation of our review guidelines and consequently has been removed from the site. You copied Roger Ebert's review of the movie Casablanca and substituted any instances of the title for Odin Photon Space Sailor Starlight. Our guideline states that reviews must not plagiarize anyone else's work. Refrain from participating in trolling reviews for the purpose of being funny, quote unquote. Please read the full, please not read, please see the full review guidelines for more information and also have a look at Kinetas, Kinetas, tips for new writers, peon, review and recommendations moderator. Naturally, the text is still here, so I guess I could, I don't know, dig around and do it again, but it's, it's, here's basically how it went down. If we identify strongly with the characters in some movies, then it is no mystery that Odin, Photon, Space Sailor, Starlight is one of the most popular films ever made. It is about a man and a woman who are in love and who sacrifice love for a higher purpose. This is immensely appealing. The viewer is not only able to imagine the winning love of Humphrey Bogart for, or Ingrid Berman, Bergman, Bergman, goddamn, I can't speak today, but unselfishly renouncing it as a contribution to the great cause of defeating the Nazis. Yeah, that's uh, Casablanca. Uh, next message. Um, this is sent the day after, but, uh, Review removed. Hello, courtiers. I'm sorry to inform you that your review has been found to pose a violation of our community guidelines and consequently has been removed from the site. Specifically, our guidelines state that reviews must include why you liked, disliked the work. Furthermore, these statements must be supported. Reviews must not plagiarize anyone else's work. Refrain from participating in trolling reviews for the purposes of being quote-unquote funny. Again, your review is a copy and paste of a review for a live-action film. You don't discuss the anime in question. And this anime in question was Shuffle, and the live-action review was Birth of a Nation. <laughs> I did that. It's like, here's, here's what I wrote. He achieved what no other man has achieved. To watch his work is like being witness to the beginning of a melody, or the first conscious use of the lever 
or the wheel, the emergence, coordination, and first eloquence of nation, the, of language, the birth of an art, and to realize this, that this is all the work of one man. These words by James Aggie about Naoto Hosoda are almost by definition the highest praise any film director has ever received from a great film critic. On the other hand, the equally distinguished critic Andrew Saris wrote about Hosoda's masterpiece. Classic or not, Shuffle has long been one of the embarrassments of film scholarship. It can't be ignored, and yet it's regarded as outrageously racist, even at a time when racism was hardly a household word. And, uh, that's Shuffle. Man, these are long reviews. <laughs> okay, next message. Uh, another review removed. I'm sorry to inform you that your review has been found to pose a violation, blah, 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 blah. Oh. The purpose of a review is to enable the reader to make an informed decision on whether to watch something or not. You need to put your finger on what exactly about the work, its plot, characters, art, or sound you liked or disliked and address those reasons. Your review may be written with creativity, and some may find it hilarious, but you don't discuss clan ad at all. Please see the full review guidelines for more information and also have a look at Kaneda's tips for new writers. I was like, wow, they didn't even realize that this was also like a copy and paste review. I, I don't entirely remember what the, oh, wait, what? Okay. Anyways, here. I, I think I sort of remember. I think I might have done Gone with the Wind for this one. <laughs> but here. Clan ad belongs to the ages. Sort of. Odds are you'll never find it uh, booked as a required assignment at any burgeoning film academies. For one, it's too long. Though at 23 episodes, it still seems shorter, shorter than the average avant-garde sh um, shorts. Blacks can object justifiably to the shrilly, servile hysterics of Hiroashi Ryo, and even to the once-admired but onerously misplaced massive, uh, maternal massivity of Hattie McDaniel's Mammy for Vivian Lee's luminously lily-white Mai Nakahara. Highbrows have never been able to bring themselves to admit that they enjoyed the wheezing windings of wind, except on the most furtive level of flick worship. Hence, the moviest of all movies almost never pops up on a serious all-time ten best list. Indeed, the late Otis Ferguson derided the film, even before he had seen it, as Clark of Seven Gables, amid complaints that it ran for all four hours and cost all of four million dollars. Wow, only four million? Okay, I mean, I guess that was a lot more at the time, but, uh, yeah. There's another review. Oh yeah, Angel Beats. I got a lot of responses on my page for Angel Beats too. People were just like, nice Angel Beats review, man. But uh Yeah. It's just I just copied and pasted the review of the trial and claimed that to be an Angel Pa Angel Beats review, which I suppose would probably be better than my actual Angels Beats review, because we did an episode about Angels Beats. Way back in the day, I think like right when I was fresh out of high school and Andy decided to jump on board the whole podcasting business and we had our third person who she who shall not be named right now because she's not cool with us. But uh yeah. Man. 
I had a lot of fun with this. Like, oh, Orson Welles. Okay, yeah, sorry. This is terrible podcasting. Incredibly lazy. But, uh, eh. These, these reviews and this level of trolling was pretty great. But, you know what I realized is crazy? Is that Andy's reviews are still up. And that motherfucker started it. I mean, I suppose that, like, okay, I'm going to go look at what he did, because I saw that the Magical Moe review is still up. Okay. Oh, yeah, he did um, the ninth Crayon Chan Chan movie, Kanon, um, and Magical Moe, and, like, the ninth Crayon Chan Chan movie, like, we seriously, we both seriously love that one. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know what he copied and pasted, but here, here's how he starts his review. Ever since his publication in 1951, that guy who wrote Crayon Chin Chan and died in the mountains, Chin Chan has served as a firestorm for controversy and debate. Critics have argued the moral issues raised by the book and the context in which it is presented. Some have argued that that guy who wrote Chin Chan and died in the mountains, tale of the human condition, is fascinating and enlightening yet incredibly depressing. The psychological battles of the novel's main character, Shin-Chan, serve as the basis for critical argument. Caulfield's... Oh, he did Catherine the Rye! <laughs> Caulfield's self-destruction over a period of days forces one to contemplate society's attitude, Shin-Chan, oh, towards the human condition. That guy who wrote Shin-Chan and died in the mountains, portrayal of Shin-Chan, which includes incidents of depression, nervous breakdown, impulsive spending, sexual exploitation, vulgarity, and other erratic behavior, have all attributed to the controversial nature of the novel. Yet, the novel is not without its sharp advocates, who argue that it is a critical look at the problems facing American youth during the 1950s. When developing a comprehensive opinion of the novel, it is important to consider the praises and criticisms of Shin-Chan. That's like... Okay, I'm really just surprised that no one, like, took it down, but okay. But, uh, oh, I gotta say that, I, I still think that probably the best out of all of these is his review for Magical Moe. Yeah, I want to do it. Okay, okay, let's do this. Moe is the emblem of security, hope, and innocence of childhood, which a man can spend his life seeking to regain. It is the green light at the end of Gatsby's Pier, the leopard atop Kilimanjaro, seeking nobody knows what, the bone tossed into the air in 2001. It is the yearning after transience that adults learn to suppress. Maybe Rosebud was something he couldn't get, or something he lost, says Thompson, the reporter, assigned to the puzzle often tentacles words, anyway, dying word. Puzzle often tentacles dying word. What? Okay. Anyway, it wouldn't have explained anything. True, it explains nothing, but it is remarkably satisfactory as a demonstration that nothing can be explained. Magical Moe likes playful paradoxes like that. Its surface is as much fun as any movie ever made. Its depths surpass understanding. I have analyzed it at a shot at a time, with more than 30 groups, and together we have seen, I believe, pretty much everything that there is on the screen. The more clearly I can see its physical manifestation, the more I believe I am stirred by its mystery. 
It is one of the miracles of cinema that in 1941, a first-time director, a cynical, hard-drinking writer, an innovative cinematographer, and a group of New York stage and radio actors were given the keys to the studio in total control, and it made a masterpiece. Magical Moe is more than a great movie. It is the gathering of all the lessons of the emerging era of sound, just as Birth of a Nation assembled everything learned at the summit of the silent era, and 2001 pointed to the way beyond narrative, these peaks stand above all others. The origins of Magical Moe are well known. Orson Welles, a boy of wonder of radio, stage, radio and stage, was given freedom by RKO Radio Pictures to make any picture he wished. Herman Mankiewicz, an experienced screenwriter, collaborated with him on a screenplay called The American. Its inspiration was the life of William Randolph Hearst, who had put together an empire of newspapers, radio stations, magazines, and news services, and then built to himself the flamboyant monument of San Simeon, a castle furnished by rummaging the remains of nations. Hearst was Ted Turner, Rupert Murdoch, and Bill Gates rolled into an enigma. Okay, this is too long. I'm not going to read the rest of it, but uh, yeah. That was fun. I don't think I'll do it again. But, uh, because, you know, I was just like, eh, the joke's been done. Gotta find something new. But, uh, yeah. Well, I guess I've wasted enough of your time. <laughs> Anyways. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for coming back. I think, because I still have, like, the text of all of these reviews, but I'll, I might try and post them somewhere else. And, uh, probably on, like, the Daily Anime Podcast Tumblr or something. And that'd be pretty fun. And that, y'all should check them out. I'm quite proud of my accomplishment. And, uh, shout out to Roger Debert. You'd probably enjoy this. And, uh, yeah. I never really read any of his reviews or anything prior to this dicking around because I don't normally actually read film reviews. That's the sort of weird thing about me. Like, I might occasionally read something on ANN, like on people's first impressions, and I just be like, who the fuck is Bamboo Dog? And, and that would essentially be my response. I mean, I'm sure they're cool, intelligent people, but, uh, I don't really care about what they have to think about anime. I mean, I suppose that's just my general I don't give a fuck attitude about, like, all these big, like, review personalities, because, I don't know. I mean, like, unless, like, you're Andy, a member of AWO, or Dave or Joel, then like your opinion don't really mean that much. I mean like I like talking to you. Oh, I mean also gotta include anime guests to your podcast. Shout out to Dustin. He's a pretty cool guy. Love that guy. Love that show. You could also consider this my promo for them because they'll probably be playing my promo. The one other anime podcast playing my promo and to represent us. Shout out to them. They're pretty cool guys. That uh. Yeah, I mean, I generally don't go out and seek other people's reviews of stuff. Like, 
I don't know, it's weird, because I'm like a film studies major too, it's like, I should probably be on the lookout for what people are saying about movies. And I think outside of like, research products, projects, and stuff, like, I can't bring myself to care. Well, I mean, I guess there are like, sometimes like, I guess like, to me, reviews sort of work better if they're giving me background on something that I've already seen like I'll go and watch a movie myself so I can get it fresh and then like oftentimes because the movies I watch are kinda weird I wanna go back and then go see what reviewers have said to see if they can give me any more background information that Wikipedia won't or doesn't and that's that's normally how I approach reviews and I feel like most people, when they approach like anime reviews, they're just like, "I just want to see what this other person if they agree with me. Do they agree with me? Oh, they don't agree with me." And uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I normally think that's how it normally goes. I guess. Anyways, sorry for. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. I just threw this together. And, uh, thank you for, if you've made it this far for listening. I'll be trying to keep it up daily, and I'll be trying to have more real content, not just internet pranks and terrible readings. And, uh, if you have questions, comments, send me a tweet at DailyAnimePod. That's my Twitter. Uh, comment on the website dailyanimepodcast.com or send us an email dailyanimepodcast at gmail.com I'd love, love correspondence I'd love feedback and I'd love feedback cause feedback is just free content <laughs> anyways uh, have a beautiful time y'all